The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. Our program is all about living the life you have always dreamed possible through focused acts of intention. Now, here is your host, Kristen Swarczyk. Good morning, everyone. This is Kristen Swarczyk, and welcome to my show today, which is about vulnerability. And let me explain how vulnerable today's show actually is. My uh, guest that was scheduled to be on today had an emergency situation and had to cancel last minute. So I am feeling the effects of vulnerability today, but I typically embrace those feelings. So we're going to go with it. And um, I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to talk about the topic of vulnerability and who does it better uh, than Brene Brown with her book, Daring Greatly. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And what I thought I'd do For those listeners out there who maybe have not read the book, I thought I'd start today's show with a passage that is based on Theodore Roosevelt's speech, Citizenship in a Republic. And there's a passage that is just the best example that I can share about our need or our choice to dare greatly and be vulnerable. So it says, it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the, in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly? And, you know, this just speaks to our choice to dare greatly. And when you think about it, you know, there's those times in our lives where we somehow get the courage to do the things that we fear most in our lives. And when we do that, there are the opportunities that become the chance to possibly have the greatest reward or fulfillment. And so today, I want to encourage you to be vulnerable. And throughout this entire show, I'm going to keep the phone lines open. So if any of you out there want to share an example or a story about when you were vulnerable and what the effects of that situation were, Any, anything at all that relates to vulnerability, you can call in at this number, which is 
for one. And, you know, let me just expand on vulnerability a little bit more. It's, it's not knowing victory or defeat. It's understanding the necessity of both. So it's, it's engaging. It's about being all in and not holding anything back. You know, we live in this society that tells us we need to be perfect and that, you know, we're, we're never good enough. And that's really at the core of vulnerability. It's the fear. It's the shame. It's the disappointment. All of those emotions that we feel about ourselves at any given point in time. And that comes from a place of scarcity. You know, that's, that's just something that we feel we can always do better. And, you know, I know especially as women, we look to the media and we see all these pictures of, of people who are airbrushed and look perfect. And, you know, we're always trying to lose weight and, and look better. We're never really accepting ourselves for who we are today. And it causes such great pain for us when we are in this situation. And, and what happens is we numb. You know, a lot of us will turn to different forms to numb. It may be, you know, alcohol. It could be drugs or medications. And, you know, some people use social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, People can spend hours just checking in on their facial or uh, social media sites and, um, you know, just being disconnected from their real life. Anything that distracts them from the deep pain and the feeling that is going on inside of them would all encompass this numbing feeling that we tend to have. And another way that we deal with the awful pain of vulnerability is to pretend. So a lot of us go on this pursuit of perfection. And, you know, that can take a lot of different forms in our life where we're just simply trying to achieve. And we're always trying to, you know, whether it's get it, get another degree or um, cosmetic sur- surgery or, you know, just tell people that you're doing fine on the, on the, you know, on the surface and you're really crumbling inside. There's so many different forms, but it's, it's that portrayal to the outside world that everything is perfect. And, you know, I know I fell into this trap. I was, I was this person who felt that, you know, for some reason or other, I could do it all and I could do it perfectly. And no one was ever going to see me struggle through that. And, you know, that's a really scary situation to be in when you are trying to take on the world. And especially after times of trauma, which had, you know, entered my life at different periods. So, you know, that the, the real danger in that is when you have other people to take care of and you have a career and a business or, you know, all different obligations in your life, you're, you're simply trying to stay afloat in this sea of water that, you know, can pull you down at any instant and really be destructive. And the problem is we're not conscious of it. 
You know, we're simply out there trying to just strive to achieve everything that's on our plate on any given day. And, you know, sometimes it takes these huge wake-up calls for us to realize how off our path that we are. So, you know, the vulnerability is so key and our denial of it is what causes us our problems. So Brene Brown does a great job of defining through all of her research, who are the people that truly get this? And she calls these people wholehearted. They're wholehearted people. And she calls them wholehearted because they embrace vulnerability. They are willing to be those people who say, I love you first. They're, they're able to participate in situations where there's no guarantees about what the outcome is going to be. They simply jump in. And, you know, so that's, that's one key point of, you know, what makes up these people. They're, they're able to embrace that. And the reason they can embrace that is because they have a feeling of worthiness within themselves. And, you know, when you believe in yourself, it makes all the difference. I mean, think about those times in your life where you've been confident. You know, maybe you've prepared a lot, but in those moments, you feel unstoppable. And, you know, think about the way your life feels in those moments compared to situations where you feel vulnerable. And, you feel like, you know, everything has been a disappointment in your life or, you know, you're really in your black hole. And, you know, you can easily relate to the two different feelings. But these wholehearted people have mastered the art of believing in themselves. And, you know, I don't know if any of you out there are listening to Oprah and Deepak Chopra's meditation series right now. It's all about our beliefs and how our beliefs in the world are so key to living out a life of abundance. And, you know, it, it may take a long time to get to a place where you can believe that you are worthy I know for me, I didn't even think about this until I went through my coaching program and we actually had to do a project which was called our Gremlin Project in which we, we found out, you know, what is it in our lives that holds us back? And this is so important to our feelings of vulnerability. This is what brings them out. And for me, you know, what I what I found was that my entire life of striving for perfection and beating myself up brutally if I, you know, didn't get the perfect grades or, or do things according to these standards that I had set for myself was where my gremlin lived, you know, and it, and it wasn't just that though. I had to think deeper than that. I had to think about, okay, well, why did I do that? You know, what, was I seeking from being out there trying to appear perfect to the world? And what I realized was that 
in my mind, I believed perfect people were the people that got the most love and acceptance in the world. So, of course, I wanted that. You know, when we're born, we are, we know nothing other than the unconditional love that we've received in the womb for nine months. And, you know, we come out seeking that same feeling. And throughout our lives, we develop different ways to achieve that. And for me, that came out in my life through my striving for for perfection. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think a lot of people see the benefits of perfection. I mean, I always saw throughout my life that, you know, I was getting great grades. So, you know, and I was doing well, I was achieving all sorts of different things that, you know, people were recognizing me for being a good citizen and, and just being a good person. So there's definitely a lot of benefits to perfection, but it's, it's what we do to ourselves inside when we don't achieve perfection. That is the problem. And that's where vulnerability lives. And, you know, when we keep stuffing all of those points in our life where we feel we failed and we just keep going on hoping, you know, striving for the next thing to just outshine our, our last failure, that's where this pain begins to develop. And over time, it can become so painful that people will do anything to escape this. So it's, it's such a dualistic relationship where, you know, on the outside, Everyone may think you're living the perfect life, but on the inside, you are so unhappy and, you know, you're simply living in, you know, just going through the motions every day, but you're not really feeling any source of fulfillment. And so what I want to talk about today are, you know, some of the reasons why we feel the need that um, we cannot just be vulnerable. You know, what is it that holds us back? And what are these things that we do? I want, I want to ask you to think about this today. You know, what behaviors are you taking part in every day that you feel are protecting you from being in that place of vulnerability? So, you know, are you, are you having that glass of wine over dinner and, you know, in hopes that you're just going to avoid these feelings or, you know, take the edge off of a difficult day? Are you finding that, you know, every time your boss yells at you or someone does you wrong in some way during the course of your work day that you're, you're jumping on Facebook or LinkedIn and trying to just see what's going on in the world so that you're not really being present with your own feelings and emotions. And why is that? I want you to think about that. You know, why is it that you just can't go to that place of saying, you know what, this is painful right now. This is really painful. And why can't you let out the emotions? 
you know, I understand if you're at work, you're not going to want to break down and cry. But, you know, just simply acknowledging to yourself that you're in a situation that it just doesn't feel feel good because that's where your values are coming through, you know, and you want to be clear about what your values are because we can't stand up for ourselves in our life if we don't know what we value, you know, and a lot of this path of transformation is about standing in your truth, you know, and as we learn to embrace feelings of vulnerability, we're going to have to recognize where the boundaries are in our life, you know, and I want you to think about all of these, these different thoughts that um, those moments of weakness bring up for yourself. So that's just something to observe today. And, you know, what is the price that you're paying in your own life for numbing? You know, what, what could you be doing with that time that might be more valuable? Or how are those behaviors allowing you um, to, to disengage and think about how that feeling of being disengaged, it, it gives you that temporary break from some painful emotions. But what, what value is it really bringing you? You know, um, other than distractions, what is the real value there of spending your time several times a day just being in that place? And think about the way, for those of you that are parents, you know, think about the way that you're parenting and how is this showing up in your relationships with your children? Are you encouraging them to have these same feelings of avoidance in some way? I mean, it's not something you're definitely not setting out to do, but think about unconsciously how this is showing up in your life with the way you parent your children. You know, what are you doing that, that may be forcing them in some way or other to feel uncomfortable and to feel that they need to show up in a way that is perfect or not fully representing the way that they feel inside? So those are some things just to start thinking about today. We're going to be taking our first break right now. And again, I want to remind you, if you have anything you want to share, please feel free to call in. The number is 1-888-346-9141. And we'll be back in a few moments. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. 
We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Hi, welcome back. Today we're talking about, about vulnerability and us living in this culture where we feel we're never enough, where we feel that we can't present ourselves as the imperfect yet uniquely beautiful and gifted people that we are. But in some way, you know, we feel that we are holding ourselves up to this comparison of what media is portraying, perhaps. And we just feel that this person that we are at our core cannot be seen. And so we were talking a little bit about how that develops. And, you know, it's it's actually our ego that keeps us hidden all our lives. So, you know, we, we wear these different masks at all points in time. And we're not really thinking about how these masks are developing until something in our life makes us start examining that. So, we're always putting on our masks and, um, you know, you may wear a mask to work. You may, you may wear a mask at home and, you know, there's these moments in time that, um, you may wear several masks, you know, when you're feeling most vulnerable and, uh, you know, it's interesting to think about the times that, um, make you feel vulnerable and, and I'll share with you a personal story. So, I, um, you know, I divorced about two years ago, and uh, I'm I'm back in the dating world now. So this is this is quite crazy for me because um, I was married ten years, and you know now there's Tinder and there's um, plenty of fish and all these apps that you can get on, and you hear your rumors about them, you know, but I'm not one that's going to be just hanging out in bars looking for someone to meet. So, you know, these these other ways, um, Match.com, eHarmony actually was something that I thought, well, that's pretty good because you're taking, you know, some sort of chemistry um, assessment to see what your values are. And, and as a life coach, I thought this is the one, you know, this is going to be the situation where um, I'm going to really possibly match up with someone. So I... I start, you know, engaging with this site and, um, you know, there's some some people that are connecting with me and seem to have a lot to offer and, you know, I'm just kind of like half participating, you know, and thinking, okay, it's nice to have someone to talk to. 
And so I guess it was a few weeks of talking to someone and I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go out there and, and go on this date. Okay. With this guy, he seemed, he seemed really great. He had children of his own. He was very career oriented and cute and, you know, local. He lived nearby. So, so I ended up going on this date with this guy. And, and for any of you listeners out there that are divorced, I don't know about you, but I'm still feeling a little rocky from it all. I, it's, it's like you have this identity crisis. And, um, you know, I have my, my children about 60% of the time. So, you know, I'm always wearing these different hats. And, and when I have my girls, you know, I'm, I'm wearing my mom hat. And during the day, I'm wearing my career hat. And then you know, now I'm wearing this new hat of going on dates periodically. And, um, and I never was the type to like date around. So it's just all kind of odd to me still. And anyway, so I go out with this guy and it's, it's actually a really great date. I was not expecting it to be so, so great, but we, we share similar beliefs on a lot of different things and it was just fun and light and simple. So we start dating and, um, we go on a lot of dates and different types of situations and it's really feeling good. And so, you know, these feelings of vulnerability and putting myself out there, I'm like, you know what, this is good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking these risks and, and things feel great. So what ends up happening is as we start to become more exclusive in that we're not dating other people, this guy just completely takes off. And um, he admitted that he didn't want to settle down. And fear and um, whatever was going through his head, because I, I can't speak for him, but what he communicated to me was the fact that he just could not get serious with anyone. So, um, you know, here I am in this situation where I went all out. You know, I, I didn't want to hold back because this is something that I've learned, you know, that I want to be emotionally and mentally connected to someone. And, um, you know, here I am on this transformational journey of trying to to share everything about me, you know, the good and the bad. And that puts you in a really crazy place of being vulnerable. So, you know, but I'm, I'm embracing it and um, it seems to be going well for me. And then this happens out of nowhere. Like there wasn't even any hint that this was going to happen. I felt like he was as committed as I was. So, you know, this happens midweek. And um, I remember just feeling so raw and completely opened up and just awful, you know? And so my tendency is to go down this path of ridiculing myself and saying, you know, how could you even do this as as a mom? Like, what are you thinking? You know, why are you feeling that you should go out there and and find someone else, you know, isn't just being a mom enough or, you know, maybe you haven't given enough time and all these things. And I knew I was ready, but here I go, you know, start because programming is always going to be there. That's the thing with transformation. We're always going to go back to that place of doing the the habits and the things that have held us back in the past. We're going to go there. And the thing with transformation and getting better at this and becoming more conscious is that we won't stay there as long. So 
I knew that that I was going in a toxic place, but I was allowing myself to go there for a little bit because I didn't know what else to do and I was feeling really crappy. So as the day progressed, I was like just in a really bad place. And I was like, you know what? I just need to to call off my meetings today and I need to just stay home and I need to have like a major, major cry and get it out of my system. And so that's what I did. And I cried for like four hours straight. I mean, I look like a train train wreck by the end of the day. But, you know, what I allowed myself to have this courage to go into this place, and this is, you know, I'm going to start talking about these, these places that Brene Brown says these wholehearted people can go to because this is what I'm striving to do. So I had the courage to go to this place and to lean into these really awful emotions. And so I sat there and cried. And, you know, I know men because I'm starting to talk to a lot of men in my support groups and you guys struggle with this. And I really, I feel bad for you because I know the way society tells you to wear these armors and, you know, it's just what you got to do to be a man. And, um, you know, thankfully I'm a woman, so crying is not something that I typically feel shame about, um, even though it's, it's not a place I like to go to often. But anyway, so... When I got done, those four hours of crying, you know, I didn't feel super, but I got them out. And it's so amazing how that will shift you alone, just allowing yourself to go there. You know, so that's, that's one of the first thing that people who are wholehearted can do. They can go to the places that a lot of people will prefer to numb or to avoid or to pretend not to have to go to. And so I took that step. And let me just say, it was a really rewarding step. You know, all I had to do was cancel a few meetings and I could free my physical body from all those emotions. So the next thing I had to do was to find self-compassion for myself I had to take all of those beliefs that were causing shame and disappointment and regret and, and turn them into positive affirmations. It was like bringing that child within me out and sitting her on my lap and forgiving her, forgiving her for allowing some joy to enter, enter her life for, for that period of time. Because what I realized was that it wasn't me that did anything wrong. You know, I was willing to just partake in a relationship with someone. And, you know, I'd come from an emotionally abusive marriage. So I saw how in the past, my marriage, I, over time, was so isolated that I always thought it was my fault. You know, and I was told that. I was always told that, you know, I needed to change something up. And and I was constantly striving to be this better person. And, you know, it was so beautiful in that moment to go back to my roots and realize that I, at my core, don't need any fixing. And, you know, we're all just doing the best we can out there. That's all we can do. 
And we're going to make mistakes all the time. But what do we learn from those mistakes? You know, and next time, I'm going to do things a little differently when I'm, when I'm dating. I'm going to probably ask some more thought-provoking questions to get to know, you know, where the potential is um, early on. And, you know, but I'm still going to go out there fully, my whole self, and share all the things that I share, the good and the bad, because I don't want my next partner in life to only like the good things about me. I want them to bring out the best in me. And that's what being in a true partnership is. You know, these people that, that we're with should make us feel like we're better people. And they shouldn't make us feel crazy. Like this guy actually said to me, he's like, you're crazy. Like, why can't you just keep it casual? And, um, and I was like, actually thought about it for a second. I'm like, maybe I am crazy. Maybe that's just what people do now. They just like to date around. And, um, you know, maybe as a mom, I should be keeping things casual. But I knew in my heart, intuitively, what I was looking for. And, you know, you can't listen to the other people. You have to have this strong core. And that comes from a place of self-compassion and love. And these wholehearted people have that. You know, it takes time, but not as long as you may think. You know, we really need to think about what would you tell your children in those moments? Because it's a lot easier to tell the people we love that it's okay to be imperfect than it is to tell ourselves. And so I encourage you to be kind with yourself. You know, whatever you're going through, it's such an important step in the process to embracing vulnerability and to being your true self. And, you know, another thing that's important for wholehearted people is connection. You know, when it came up with this, this situation, I wanted to feel a true, authentic connection with this person. I didn't want that connection where it was built on false beliefs about myself. You know, I wanted to be me, fully me, and I had hoped that he would be him. And, and that's the problem. You know, sometimes people that we're with, actually most of the time, it's, it's hard to find someone that is on the same part of the journey that you are on. And, you know, when they're not, like say you find someone and you're, you're really embracing these wholehearted beliefs, but the person that you're with really enjoys the numbing and they enjoy living superficially it's just kind of working for them and that's there's no wrong in that you know but that awareness can help you see which now I see this would never have worked out with this guy because you know we desire and value different things I want to be fully connected and I don't want to be in denial about anything and if you're paired up with someone who's not, not ready for that, then you're going to struggle, you know? And it's no one's fault. I, I go back to that place where we, I truly believe we all come into this world with a soul contract. And, um, you know, luckily I feel my own soul contract is pretty deep this lifetime. 
You know, I've been through an awful lot of hardship and situations that um, I feel are now gifts and blessings that um, for some reason I chose to have these events be part of my life. And um, thankfully, those were the life-defining moments for me that taught me how to pull myself up from, from the darkest places and to move forward. And uh, so anyway, that's the third point. So the courage, number one, to be seen as imperfect is, is the first thing that wholehearted people are able to do. The second is the self-compassion, the ability to be kind to themselves first, because we can't be kind to other people until we have that love and compassion for ourselves. So that's the second point. And then the third point is the connection, the willingness to let go of who we think that we should be and truly be who we are at our core. And then, you know, the other part is that ability to embrace vulnerability, to be the one who, you know, with a new partner is willing to share some deeply intimate thoughts, Um, you know, to be willing to sit through and wait out that call from your, from your doctor after you've had a series of tests done or a mammogram, you know, and you're waiting for test results, to sit there and be present with yourself and allow yourself to, you know, feel those hard emotions and just be forgiving and kind in that moment, but not numb, not be in denial, not pretend, and simply to allow yourself to be. So those are the four things that are really key to being wholehearted. And I want you to think about those things and and how they're showing up in your life. And when we come back, we'll continue down this path of being vulnerable. We'll be back in a moment. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Do you ever stop to question yourself? Is there more that you could be doing in your life to help you? How can you manifest real change in the world? The answers to these and other questions about ourselves lie in sustainability from within. Featuring host Silvelli Salviato. You can take the either or and change it into both and. If you want to make real changes in yourself, your life, and your world, you can't miss one show. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Hi, welcome back, and thank you for staying with me on this difficult topic of vulnerability. And, you know, we'll just spend some time thinking about some of the myths associated with vulnerability. And again, Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, does a great job of of going through these. But um, one of the things that we may think about is that being vulnerable, being vulnerable is a weakness, you know, and vulnerability is the core of all emotions and feelings. So to, to feel is to be vulnerable. And, you know, we actually can't feel alive in our life unless we allow ourselves to go to those places. I love there's, there's actually um, a process of grieving. And I, I remember studying this after losing my mom and just kind of educating myself on, okay, what's the journey going to be as I move forward in this phase of my life? And there's a suffering phase and I think the suffering phase is really important to and similar to vulnerability because, you know, we have to be present in that suffering phase in order to experience true joy. And, you know, it's, it's allowing ourselves to actually go there that we're able to know what the opposite of that is, which is joy and gratitude and you know, feelings of fulfillment. So for those of you who are grieving in some way, it's important that you allow yourself to feel the emotions and to go through the suffering. And, you know, I think one of the things that I realized is that, you know, in this culture of doing it all, doing it perfectly, never letting anyone see you sweat, you know, one of the things that I found myself doing was that I I came out of losing my mom and I came out of my divorce and I never really grieved the the loss of those people and relationships in my life and you know you think you do because you're certainly crying at times but you're not really thinking about how are you different you know and this sort of puts us in a period of an, of an identity crisis. And I remember just feeling raw, you know, following both events and, and just not really understanding why I felt so raw. But now looking back, I'm able to see that my identity had changed. And, you know, when we change our identity, we need to spend some time thinking about that because our values change. And we can't really go forward without investigating what what's different in your life. And, um, you know, so so this this period of of 
rawness or or any pain that we may feel, we go into this numbing. And, you know, let's talk about the numbing for, for just a little bit. You know, the problem with numbing is we can all numb. You know, I love how Brene Brown, she actually does a TED Talk, and she says, all right, I'm having, you know, this really rough day where I'm feeling shame, regret, disappointment. So I think I'm going to have a few beers and a banana nut muffin and everything's going to be okay, you know, and we do that. I've done that. You know, you think, all right, it's going to be all right. You know, this is going to just take the edge off for me. But the problem is that we all discover is that you can't selectively numb just the bad feelings. You know, what we end up doing is we're numbing the, the, the good feelings, the joy, the gratitude, all of these, you know, the love, the sense of belonging, all of these things. We're numbing those as well. We're just numbing out. We're not feeling anything. And, um, you know, when we don't feel anything, that's really not living. And so that's, that's a big problem with numbing is that, you know, you can't pick and choose what you're numbing. And you're really in a state of unconsciousness where you're not being true to yourself. So I want you to just think about that and think about, you know, all the ways that we numb and, and how... The problem is, and the vicious cycle that numbing sends us into is, is the fact that we realize during those periods where we're completely numbed out that we don't really know what our inner purpose is. You know, we don't really know what meaning is in our life. And so the next day comes and we just sink back into numbing again. And this starts a vicious cycle where you know, all the forms of numbing keep coming into our life. And the problem is society keeps giving us more distractions. And that's always going to be the case. But we have a conscious choice every day of our lives. And it's up to us to decide when we want to free ourselves from this vicious cycle. And so what I want to encourage you to do is get off this train rack because all you have to do today is to decide that rather than numbing you're going to choose something else so maybe you're going to decide today to go to the gym after work you're going to take that class you've been wanting to take you know this so funny my gym does a dance party class and <laughs> I can just I just laugh at myself so when I think about the day that I decided, you know, I really want to just dance. I want to get out there and, and take part in this class. And I definitely was like thinking about how I looked. But, um, you know, once I gave that thought up and I just danced, and I don't know about you, but that's something new for me too, is like I used to always think about not dancing in public. And I really, after you know, I freed myself of all this baggage that I've had in my life. I really just wanted to dance. And um, it's so funny. It's like, you know, the song, Just Dance, because it's, it's so freeing. And dancing's a great way to symbolize 
just being in the moment, being mindful and doing what you love to do. And when you embrace those moments, that's, I, I mean, it's just try it because it's not, it's not even something I can descri- describe, but just, just do it. Just take that class, you know, at the gym or, or whatever class it may be, or just do something that you've been holding back on trying to do. I want to encourage you today to do it in place of a numbing activity. And see how alive that makes you feel. Because we're on this path here through the show, Intentional Living, to live with simple acts every day that'll get us closer to living on purpose. And the first way to find out what our purpose is in life is to start taking part in activities that bring us passion. We are not created to be numbed out on this planet. We're not created to be in these dead-end jobs where we're not doing the things that are our gifts. You know, that's why I got into coaching. I want to help people. I want to empower you to find out who you are at your core. And that's not something you should have to do alone. I want to hold your hand throughout that journey. I want to be with you to keep telling you how beautiful you are as a person and to encourage you to take the next step because this for me is my most rewarding work. You know, I want to make sure that none of us are settling. We don't want to settle. You know, so many times in our life we feel we need to settle, never settle. That's not what you would want for your loved ones. So don't, don't do it for yourself. You deserve so much more. And that's the beauty of coaching. You know, it's about empowering you. You were taking you from a fully functional place because we're very functional in these places that, you know, even when we're numbing, we're, we're functioning. We're, you know, we're keeping up with our daily obligations. But are you really passionate? Are you waking up every morning so excited about the day ahead? Because that's the shift. That's where I want to take you to that place where you are being vulnerable. You're going through the difficult emotions. And the big news is these, these painful places, they don't last forever. You know, you can move through them quickly. And the more you just allow them to be part of your life, they're not even going to be bothersome to you. You're actually going to encourage it. You're going to encourage yourself to go there. And because you know on the other side of it is this amazing place where you're going to feel alive again. And that's, that's who I want to be. I want to be that person. So if you're out there struggling with anything in your life, I want you to reach out to me. I want you to tell me about it. And I want you to allow me to help guide you to your next best step. Because 
I don't want to have you suffer any longer. No one should suffer. I shared with you the story of losing my mom and, and holding her hand and watching her for the first time in her life when she passed over have a look of peace on her face. She was 63 years old and never found that look or feeling in her lifetime, never. She numbed. She pretended. She gave to everyone else, but she never gave to herself. And she lived a really painful life that no one ever knew about until when she died. I had no idea my mom was as pained as she was until after she was gone. And so I don't want any of you to leave this earth someday not facing the stuff that's holding you back. I don't want you to be in relationships that are painful for you. I don't want you to be in dead-end jobs. Money is, is supposed to flow to us. You know, it's, it's just something I'm still trying to figure out the details around because I love it. But, um, you know, the, the law of attraction and these energy forces, we're not supposed to have blocks in our lives. You know, we create the blocks with our self-limiting beliefs, but we're supposed to be flowing freely and have open channels so that if we are conscious about our choices every day, we're going to put ourselves in situations where we're not going to be wanting anything. And the journey involves a, a process, and, and I'm writing a book right now about the steps that are involved, so I can't wait till I can release that. But those of you that are taking part in my coaching relationships, I will walk you through those steps. And, you know, at each part of the process, we will peel away more and more layers to help you go to those places and find out who you are. And, you know, the beauty of this, I, I'm 41, you know, I just found out a year ago who I was and what my purpose truly was. And I have a long ways to go. You know, we're never there. There's always the ability to keep transforming ourselves and creating our identity. You know, that's the beauty of it. We're never who we were in, in the past. We always can change. And we have the ability today to make that choice, to step out and create this beautiful life. You can all be living this life with me. And all you have to do is believe you are worthy. Believe you are loved. Because you are loved. You are loved by many and first of all, you have to learn how to love yourself. And many of us don't. Most of us don't. So I want to encourage you to, to look at today differently. To look at today as the day that you decided to pick up the pen and to write your life story. I want you to make that choice today to give yourself the gift of living, the gift of living 
a life of passion, a life of joy, a life of abundance, where you have all the success, all the happiness, all the love that you need, and no one can take it away. So I hope you've enjoyed this hour with me, this opportunity to go to this place that I call sacred place. It's, it's the birthplace of all the beautiful things in your life. And I am here to support you fully in going to this place. And I want to hear your stories. I want to hear everything about you. So please, you know, find me on, on my website. It's www.kristenswarchak.com. Dot com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I want you to listen to the show and I want you to share your stories with me. I want to know that you're making small changes every day to get more aligned with this path. And I'll continue to write about this daily for you so that, you know, whatever you're able to take part in, you're, you're able to at least read what I'm writing and hopefully inspire you to live your best life. So thank you so much for being part of this hour with me. I've really enjoyed just speaking from my heart and I hope you've enjoyed listening. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining Kristen Swarczyk and Intentional Living. Please be sure to tune in again next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next week's show, continue to live on purpose. Da, 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 da.